Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, I'm Ryan LaPlante, and I'm one of the crazy founders of Dumb Dumbs and Dice, the production company that's made the video you're watching or the podcast you're listening to right now. Now, we're clearly busy. We're producing five weekly podcasts, Dumb Dumbs and Dragons, Blood and Syrup, The Mythos Mysteries, Warhammer 40,000, The Valentine Heresy, and Curse Code and Crown, as well as three event podcasts with miniseries releases scheduled at random intervals. Dumb Scum and Villainy, One Shots, and the bad movie review show, Garbage Town the Movie Podcast. But we want to take this time to invite you to become a part of our company and a part of our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. You can get access to our Discord, access to exclusive DM and character chats. You can get the chance to name characters in our shows. You can even become a recurring NPC and hear yourself interacting with our characters each week through the voice of Tom. You can become a patron for as little as $1, and there's great value for you at even that level. So please, join the Dum Dums and Dice family and help us make even more content Content in a way that you are guaranteed to love. That's patreon.com slash dumdumdice. D-U-M-B-D-U-M-B-D-I-C-E. So let's do something dumb together, and thanks for being part of our stories. I am Executron, god of merchandising, and I came into existence because Dum Dums and Dice has its own merchandise. That's a god pot, get it? Dice? Merchandise? Anyways, you can get t-shirts, hoodies, spiral notebooks, clocks, wall art, throw pillows, bags, and even stickers emblazoned with your favorite Dum Dums and Dice characters and their catchphrases. Go to redbubble.com slash people slash Dum Dum Dice. That's D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B, D-I-C-E. One more time for the mortals in the back, redbubble.com slash people slash Dum Dum Dice. Get your merchandise dice today. Welcome back to Curse Code and Crown, a live play Dungeons and Dragons 5th edition podcast featuring a fully original world and campaign. I am the wizard Cronox, observer of time. Curse Code and Crown features our regular voiceover artists and improvisers. Laura Elizabeth as the Orc Countant Eta and Princess Gwendolyn. Tyler Hewitt as Maka Deathcap and Ryan LaPlante as Duncan Kindano alongside our dungeon master, the incredible Tom McGee. So get ready for an adventure including thrills, chills, and hope for a brighter tomorrow. It's time for Curse Code and Crown!
Maka, splayed out before you in a variety of documents, orders, theories, scientific papers, and the like is a an unfortunate history of uh, the curse and of uh, what has, has become of your works. Before we dive in too deeply, uh, we ended the last episode with the revelation that uh, the... Uh, all of the, the cures and the, the various things you had uh, sort of turned the cluster toward and the spores towards uh, had been uh, turned into a manufacturing building block. Uh, what's your immediate reaction to that? Disappointment, I think, really. Um, he, he really, you know, as, as close as he was to Bleen, I think he really took an interest and learned about capitalism from the gnomes on the, on the, uh, the bone spurs. Yep. Uh, and came to kind of dislike it there. Um, uh, and so I think what he learned there kind of being applied here, just very disappointing that this gift that a gift that he was given and interred, uh, uh, used as a gift to give to the community um, to be used in this way for someone's profit um, is, is tremendously disappointing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think just disappointed, like to his core that people came to him seeking help and he thought he was helping them earnestly. Uh, and it would seem that they came to him under false pretenses and used him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's clear from the documents that, uh, not everyone who, who came to you, um, was, was part of this, but it yeah. is apparent that yes, they, they a, a large majority were, um, your, uh, investigation, uh, because you rolled a nat 20, uh, I was, it's funny. I was, uh, in preparation for this, I was wondering how much, uh, kind of lore to unfold for you, but given that you kind of like, manage to just dice your way into perfection. Uh, you get a whole bunch. Um, so uh, you actually find uh, a um, a proposal that uh, with the accompanying documentation is clear, went through um, from a, uh, a, a, a total academic named Edelton Branch Rain. Um, and uh, Edelton essentially... Uh, has written a proposal um, and some observations, some theories and, and kind of an idea of where things could go. And as uh, Duncan continues to pull books and Gwendolyn um, continues to kind of affirm what she can from the, uh, the Umbos dossier, uh, you begin to read. On the topic of the Biolium cluster and its potential by Edelton Branch Rain. My friends, things are somewhat dire here in uh, the conglomerata, uh, or the consortium, rather. Uh, it, uh, we had a good run, didn't we? We all remember the, the glory days of our, of our early, uh, the foundation of our, of our fair city by uh, the, uh, the, the four founders, uh, Raffatello, Donayel, the others. You're uh, leaving yourself with 
Michelio and uh, Michelangelo. Yes, <laughs> Michelangelo. It's basically, his name. Um, yeah. And uh, and the like. Uh, <laughs> when our founding fathers Leonardo, Leonardo, uh, when our founding fathers saw fit to settle <laughs> in the sour, um, we thought that our greatest national resource was the waterways and our mastery of of uh, the ability to to move safely uh, across the oceans and uh, amongst the islands. And my friends, I'm here to tell you that our teenage tortle founding fathers were incorrect. There's something much greater that we can tap. And it would seem that now as the other nations are turning their back on us out of some misguided frustration over our very honest attempts to profit off their work, um, that it might be time to look inward. Now, much has been made over the years of the uh, the theoretical uh, biolium cluster. Uh, this is uh, the, the essence that many people seem to describe the organic world as using to bind it all together. Uh, our friends at uh, Apex Industries uh, have uh, often uh, spoken of this as something of interest to them. Um, however, as they reform themselves, I believe institute is the new term they're using, uh, it seems that we too must grow and change. And although the biolium cluster seems a little admittedly flighty to me, uh, it is something worth studying. Ever since the incursion by the, uh, the cobalt invaders, you may have noticed that the cluster, if it can be called that, is operating slightly differently uh, recently, uh, a stranger has taken uh, residence out in the swamps. Uh, some remember him as a, a minor healer. Uh, others think he is uh, a ghost. Uh, but regardless, uh, the the turtle uh, calling himself uh, Maka Death Cap, uh, the, and there's like massive quotes and a couple underlines of Grave Keeper uh, of Bleen, has begun to perform miracles and has been orchestrating the, uh, the biolium cluster in a way that none previously thought possible. It would seem the cluster operates much more like magic than merely uh, some system of, of death and, and uh, renewal, as, as previously thought. It is less about organic decay and more about a, a, a cycle of, of building blocks of, of all of existence. Now, my friends... The cluster seems to exist everywhere. Uh, Glomera, as we know it, uh, has been found throughout Gren. However, none have harnessed it the way this Maka Deathcap has. And well, our friends at uh, Apex Industries seem to be getting closer and closer to the concept of artificial life, it would seem, my friends, that we have a rare opportunity to seize control of biological life. For too long, we have been entirely reliant on moving other people's products around. What if we had the ability to build anything we wanted using this glomera? My proposal is for a substance I have dubbed Indara. Think of it this way. We will not be taking anything out of this precious cycle. We will not be robbing Mother Gren of, of, of her the fruits of her loins. We'll merely be borrowing it for an extended period of time uh, to convert it into whatever resource we need. Based on early studies of the uh, concoctions coming out of the swamps, uh, this maca death cap seems to be infusing them with some kind of energy that when appropriately manipulated by our sources makes it 
capable of creating wonderful things. Already, we have created an entire cosmetic line that I'm calling Sundara for now. I'm sure we'll come up with a better, more marketable name later, but for now, uh, Sundara, that uh, we feel is going to revolutionize fashion. No longer do we just need to rely on the clothing that people can make. We can help them paint themselves in ways that are slightly uh, more durable and more impressive. Think of what else we can use Andara for. It is an incredibly malleable substance. And best of all, when we're done with it, I'm sure it will just find its way back in. We're merely borrowing it. What could possibly go wrong? Now, Early studies do suggest that uh, this cycle is very important. And while I respect the science, there is so much profit to be made. Have you thought about the profit, though? We could make so much profit. So my proposal, dear friends, is that we leverage our greatest resource, this total maca death cap, in order to create an industry that we control not just Sandara, but a variety of other substances. Substances that will once again force the consortium of Bleen back to our rightful place at the center of Gren. No longer viewed as couriers and delivery people, but as uh, inventors, masters of life itself. In no uncertain terms, and pardon the academic language, fuck the Apex Industries Institute, whatever they want to call themselves. We can lead industry. Join me, my friends, and we will make so much money. We'll have to come up with our own term for it. Some kind of Boolean-specific term just for our money will have so much. I've thought about it a lot, and the best I've come up with is Boolean money. But I assure you, with the right resources, we can do better. This is my proposal. And my friends, I frankly think you would be a bunch of asshats if you did not accept it. Unfortunately, Maka, the documentation that supports this suggests that uh, it was fully embraced by uh, the Presidentia uh, Umos's grandfather, uh, as well as uh, the higher-ups, and quite rapidly, um, quite secretly, but rapidly, uh, the Consortium of Bleen turned its efforts to um, Endara-based product uh, and away from merely being couriers. Uh, this tracks with what you've seen of the, uh, the the degradation of the relationships Bleen has with other nations of Gren. Uh, it would seem that they have deprioritized the actual function that they were very good at in order to increase Andara. And unfortunately, from the records, it would seem Andara has spread fairly widely. That said, though it has been a popular baseline for a variety of products, uh, the fact that you were the only one who could produce it meant that it was relatively limited, which meant it was a luxury good, which was fine, but it means that it has been basically sold to very specific places. Sprongbreck uh, was a recipient of a lot. Um, it apparently, uh, for them, they were using it in the development of Amulium. Uh, it allowed them to cut some corners and uh, produce at a higher rate. The root folk, of course, wanted it uh, for beautification purposes. It was merely a luxury good they demanded. Uh, and you see some other records of various other nations throughout Gren that you you have uh, been dealing with. Uh, obviously, Orvel not being one of them because no one dealt with humans. Um, from your understanding, though, of the cluster, um, which they have dubbed uh, the Bioium cluster, but of course to you is simply the cluster, um, the processes they're describing for processing the glomera would have terrible effects on it. 
And if you were to venture a guess, uh, odds are that while some would leach back into the cycle, a lot of it would be rendered uh, inert and dead by this processing. So some is leaching its way back in, but a lot is being lost in translation. And what is returning to the cycle is not uh, as effective. It is likely inert and is likely decayed. Um, combining this with your natural 20 and your knowledge of uh, the curse that has inflicted everyone, as well as the uh, brief communication you had with Jossie, it would seem that the introduction of Endara into the Biolium cluster has poisoned it. And that with the amount of uh, glomer that has been pulled out of the cycle uh, to be processed, uh, they have likely poisoned and corrupted Jossie herself. Dum-dums and dice would like to welcome you to the grand darkness of the 41st millennium. I am Inquisitor Caveat Ventus, Keeper of the Inquisition's Black Library, and I'm releasing my report on the Valentine Heresy. It's an actual play podcast set in the Genesis adaptation of Warhammer 40,000's Dark Heresy RPG. Join Ryan LaPlante as Inquisitor Lucius Valentine, and Laura Elizabeth and Tyler Hewitt as Hivebred siblings Lyric and Alto, as this unlikely trio try to save the Emperor from a cabal of mysterious enemies in a series created by games master Tom McGee. Can these unlikely heroes survive in a galaxy where there is only war? Find out in the first episode of Warhammer 40,000 The Valentine Heresy. Available now. All right. Uh, I was taking uh, another note, and that like completely fucked my train of thought. That revelation. <laughs> uh, can you repeat that, please? <laughs> uh, yes. So, based on the Jossie that you witnessed in, mm-hmm. in your communication with the cluster, um, you can think about it this way: if the cycle of life, death, birth, and decay is a closed cycle, yeah, that all things go in, all things come out, everything's fine. Uh, and Dara has broken the cycle, but then is reintroducing inert, decayed, contaminated glomera back into it. Because the system is not used to having any foreign bodies in it, it just pumped them right through. And as a result, over time, Jossie herself has likely been corrupted by this influence. So to do the dumbest metaphor for this, Jossie is a giant, insane alligator. Yeah. Yep. <clears throat> Right. Uh, 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 is it clear? Like, I'm I'm about to make an assumption here, and I I just want to know if it's something that you can confirm, or if it's still uh, a mystery, or or if there's still some. Roll to crit, buddy. Areas. You've got most of the information at your fingertips. What do you want to Does, know? Is the curse fully explained as basically a thing that the turtle basically did to themselves and the rest of Gren? Is that the curse? Is actually this? You are this inferring that. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um. It's important to note that once these documents start talking about Endara, um, beyond um, uh, Edelton's initial up report in some of the early documents, um, all of the the sort of more universally accepted scientific terms uh, for the cluster and for uh, the, the the spores, glomer that makes up the cluster, drop away pretty quickly. And suddenly, much like if you think about how meat is referred to, they stop calling it like, oh, this is a pig, and they just start calling it pork. So 
suddenly it's only Andara. And you're merely inferring that this is the curse. But based on what you understand, the fact that the majority of what you're putting out into the world was being processed and shipped elsewhere would mean that the cycle is being interrupted and damaged. And yes, it is abundantly clear to you, not from the documents, but from what you can infer based on your own knowledge, um, that uh, the Consortium of Bleen has poisoned the world. I think that just shakes Maka to his core. Uh, he is openly weeping over these documents. And I think he lets out like a, a sound, uh, like an animal. I think it just starts as a groan and then he just wails. Uh, and uh, after just, I think, heaving... I, yeah, I think we'd have out. probably come. Uh, I was going to say yes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah we're not just over. leaving the crying turtle in the corner. That's <laughs> yeah. not, not this part. Oh, that's his. Gwendolyn just face. turns his turns her back on him. Like, Duncan doesn't no. know what the fuck he has in a bag anyway. It's like no. We're in Duncan's the library and they're like, like shh. <laughs> yeah. um, I will say um, the the scout um, from the uh, Mantarans is like looking on, uh, giving you your space, but also looking on. Uh, in a vaguely concerned way um, as a bystander would, if you got bad news on your cell yeah, phone. I'll, like, I'll do that thing it. that people do when their friend is like crying at a bar where you like wave at the bouncer. Like I got this and then go. Yeah. And, 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 and he just yeah. nods back. Like he, he gets it. He was just what, like, I guess the main thing here is unlike a lot of the people you've met, they're legitimately like, Oh no, someone's in pain. How can I help? Rather than like, Meh. yeah, this is the best kingdom we've ever visited. Not your problem. hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. These guys are great. Um, um yeah, I think Maka is just there. I don't think he's able to stand anymore. I think his body is finding new and novel ways to uh, uh, react to the knowledge that your people have poisoned the entire world and driven your god mad and you played a part in it. I think just his body is just <laughs> cascading with reaction to that. Um, just weeping, crying, screaming. I, th- I, he, I don't think he can stand, I think. Duncan's going to like... yeah. Do that like shoulder pad thing and also just like fold those books shuts, put them in the bag. Like those can be for later yeah. uh, and just kind of j- just try to coach him through breathing through this. I imagine Duncan's probably dealt with like panic attacks <clears throat> if he's dealt with any sort of combat training, not necessarily with himself, but I feel like he'd probably have trained younger people or whatever sure. and had to like coach people through that. So I think he'd be trying to do that abstractly. Like he doesn't know what the issue is. And he's not asking that question because that doesn't help anybody. It's just trying to get, you know, try to get, mock it a focus on his breathing in and out like focus on you know his internal biorhythms that kind of thing to try to center himself a bit yeah um can you also roll me a perception check yes i'm gonna use one of my inspirations fuck Uh (laughs) you have two i need to use both of my inspirations yes (laughs) Uh, man, when you start with a six and then roll a two, you're like, what a oh. waste of an inspiration. Uh, no, uh, that was perception. Yeah. Uh, I ended up at a 14. 14. Okay, great. Um, as you you fold the book shut, and like your your main focus is on, on Maka, but I think based on the way you're describing it in terms of like uh, assisting with panic attacks, which I think totally tracks, like we talked about how Orville is like very beautiful and and everyone kind of has a, there, there was an air of, of real like, you know, joviality to the place and everyone really seemed like they were living large, but much like with kind of most on the, the, the verge places, like it was a fucking like 
pressure cooker. Like yeah, everyone, performative excellence is rough. Hundred percent. Everyone was constantly on edge, and it didn't take much to kind of put someone up and over. Um, so um, yeah, you you're used to it, but also given the the dangers around Orville, I think you're doing that thing that honestly you kind of have to do if someone's having a panic attack, which is like. I'm going to see to you, but I'm also going to check your environment to make sure there's nothing here that's going to like make this worse. And as you do so, um, you uh, you slam the book shut, and um, a, uh, a sort of like a a, a folded uh, sheath of paper drops out of it that you just very quickly notice it's handwritten, um, and I think you you quickly pocket um, because this is neither the time nor place to look at it. But yeah, um, it was clearly hidden. It wasn't. A thing that was there it only came out because you slammed the book in a weird way but um you just pocket that for later um and uh you see the uh gwendolyn what are you doing you you observe this i think duncan probably gets there first because he would just be be faster uh, and to react to something like this but uh your friend is in tremendous pain what do you do um like gwendolyn's first instinct she wouldn't say this, but like her first instinct and thoughts was, was like, well, you know, I suppose I could tell Maka, like if I was nicer to my younger brother, who knows, maybe, maybe Orville wouldn't be like floating off into the distance. Uh, uh, you know, worth we, we noting all, we though, all... you also don't know why he's crying yet. Oh. Aside from what oh, okay. you have ascertained from the Umos dossier, which ties into this, but he's not... Uh, not this. Okay. Um... Well, actually, though, Laura, maybe I, I should qualify this, though. Would Gwendolyn have put this together on her own? I'd be inclined to say no, because it isn't related no. to your direct quest, but it is worth, worth asking. I... I don't think so. I don't think so either. It's kind of outside your, your realm. Yeah. Just wanted to ask. Uh, yeah. Great. So yes. So uh, I think that is sound advice. Keep that in your back pocket as, as something for down the road. Um, but I, I, I think it's just, yeah, I think um, she kind of added a kind of an, another kind of rule of, of wisdom to the five that Duncan had given her, like uh, just a few days ago, which was like, Sometimes it's better to stay silent. Mm-hmm. Um, and given that she doesn't quite know what to say, I think she, she's just going to like take a knee and kind of like put her hand up kind of onto the table next to Maka, just so he's aware that she is present and mm-hmm. waiting for him, there for him. And so for uh, a span of minutes that, that seems to, to last hours, um, the turtle who left his home to save his people uh, lets out the anguish uh, and betrayal and frustration and fear uh, as um, his two companions sit with him. And for a time, the uh, deathly silent uh, sunken archive echoes with uh, the wails of one betrayed. Eventually, Maka, um, you've worn yourself out. Uh, yeah, he's and, exhausted. Uh, your friends yeah. are are beside you. Um, the day of your trial rapidly approaches. Um, you may not care at this point, 
But um, as is always the way with these things, uh, unless it's a movie, in which case we just cut to like the next scene where somehow you're elsewhere. And it's like, but what the fuck happened for the rest? Like, mm-hmm. It's like when people are having a fight and someone says a quippy line and then it just cuts. And it's like, no, they still talked for another 20 minutes. <laughs> um, what, uh, what, is the, what is the resolution of, of this? You have more documents. There's more you can learn. If you have any questions, you're free to ask me those. Um, I think we will say that these are Gwendolyn and Duncan doing the research. And will eventually tell you, not like, I'm going to read this book now. <laughs> oh, that's interesting. I didn't know it was called Glomera. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> My name's Brian. I like to skateboard. <laughs> that's for like eight people. Uh, <laughs> well, you got one, so seven more. It's to you. Uh, what else would but I want to know that, I learned from this? Uh, again, we could also loop back around to this later. You have enough for the trial. So if this is like, yeah. a, this is too much to handle, that's fine. Um, if you had anything else you wanted to ask, I will respect that critical. Because again, there have been a few times in a variety of our shows where someone's rolled a 20 on like a particularly important thing where I'm like, oh, fuck it. You can just read my notes. Here's the <laughs> DMs guide. Like, let's dance. Um, so I'm going to respect that moving forward uh, in terms of the books that Duncan is dumping into his book bag. That's, you know, ever deeper. Yeah. You can do research later too. Yeah. We'll have to, um, yes. So yeah. let's save that for then. Uh, perhaps then what I would like to know from now is after all of that with uh, the three of you together, what is, what is the resolution of kind of this, this moment? Um, because both Duncan and Gwendolyn are kind of waiting to take a cue from Maka about uh, what happens next. I mean, A, what to do, and B, what the fuck just happened are two kind of questions yeah. from our side of things. I think after, you know, dry heaving and 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 breathing and taking some time, uh, I share as best I can the essentials of what I have learned so that you have a general grasp of why I am. Go working knowledge of. Yeah. Yeah. Why I am virtually inconsolable right now. Um, and I think through talking it out and, and, you know, speaking the words instead of just like internalizing it and, and thinking about it that way. Um, I think there's the realization that, you know, Maka still has faith in the cycle, but sometimes faith is not enough and that action is required as well. And that while his God may be, weakened and perhaps beaten is God is not dead. And what, what greater purpose does a servant have than to serve and, and protect uh, their, the one that they have, have pledged themselves to. So this is, this is a time to fight for, um, for Jossie. Um, <clears throat> I think so. That's, I think that's basically where Maka is finding his resolve to kind of dig down and mm-hmm. he'll, after summarizing for you two, he'll kind of struggle to his feet and say, uh, um, come, we must finish this. We must speak with heave crop, Donna heave crop. There is still work to be done. Much, much work to be done. 
All right, now that you've had your minute, I'm just going to sit down. <laughs> Duncan just has to have a sit after this story because finding out the world is poisoned and the goddess of death is fucking going insane is a wild thing. So he's like, well, poison's bad, but I take poison. People survive poison. So I said that when you go into your brain and journey through the cluster to talk with Jossie, you've, you've met with Jossie and you've met with that fucking crocodile outside are we talking the same level of corruption like cannot be fixed or is there a jassy in there that is just in pain because you had endless screaming monster and we've had i've got the sniffles where are we at on the jassy scale my uh oh yeah if, if you have if you have a theory you can do it or you can roll a religion check it's up to you i have a theory how about um, it it is also based, though, in faith that, like, my God will prevail. Like, yeah, I am biased. Understood. But, that's totally, yeah. No, that's, that's totally fine. I'll, I'm happy to take that. Um, Marco will say, uh, um, the creature, like you and I, in comparison to Jossie, is lesser. Hmm. Yes. My right. communion with the creature is much more direct than with Jossie. The troubling matter is I did hear those same screams once when I felt the sensation of pain and anger in the cluster and chased it, followed it. It did indeed take me to Jossie. And I saw her in a way I have never seen her before. I am scared, Duncan, but I am not without hope. Hmm. She is depending on me now more than I on her, and I will not let her down. I have a theological question for you that I ask, because you're the one who seems to know these things the best. If everything returns to the cycle and Jossie is alive but mad, if we kill Jossie, does Jossie return to the cycle and possibly come back renewed? Marco looks at you like he doesn't even understand the question. Um, And after a pause says, I have no earthly idea, Duncan. All right. So we now know our craziest option. Let's try to find something more reasonable. Uh, And I think he'll get up and just like clap Mark on the shoulder and be like, the first thing we need to do is get you free from this trial and this poison. And then you can decide what you want to tell the people of Bleen. But we probably shouldn't tell them that they've poisoned the world by a corrupt government before you have to go before a court of law. I think we need them to declare you innocent before you declare them guilty. Mm. Mm, right. Yes, we I do. Agree. We do like an insurrection kind of thing, like from the inside. Afterwards, mm. that is possible. I think this again is really a question for Marka, which is what is the future of Bleen when you know that this is the past and the present. Currently, Blaine and the world have no future. 
This episode of Curse Code and Crown Sound was mixed and edited by Laura Hamstra, and the campaign was created by Tom McGee. Our original theme music was composed by Landon Noblock, and Curse Code and Crown's logo was created by the brilliant Decapitated Markers. If you want to follow our players or our DM on Twitter, you can reach out to Laura at EL Hamstring, Ryan at the Ryan LeBlanc, Tyler at Tyler underscore Hewitt, Tom McGee at McGeeTD, or you can message our whole company at Dum Dum Dice. So please join us again for more Curse Code and Crown! Dum Dums and Dice has to give a special thank you to the supreme beings of our Patreon at this time. Christian Manicola, Long Long, The Half-Blind Prophet, James Quayar, Charles Grams, Christopher Little, Sue One, George Dolby, One True Artistry, Orion Birchfield, Lord Abradovic, Noel Lewis, Scott Garland, Anthony Griffin, Chet Awesome Laser, Jordan Neesmith, Benjamin V, Gavin and Abby McDonald, Taryn Hefner, Cade Peters, Richard Cranium, Christian Mendez, Anna Zed, Eric Williams, Logan, Fire on Friendly, Great Dane, Acrix, Cameron Ezel, Grandma Likes D&D, and Jill and Noel LaPlante. If you want your name to be added to this list, you can join our Patreon too at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. Thanks to them, and a little bit of thanks to you. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish.